Welcome everybody to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. This is Michelle Burkhard, your host. It's been a few days. I'll explain that here, why I've gone missing for several days uh, in the podcast. Um, but today we're talking about the, the coronavirus, COVID-19. Um, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this has already heard it. This is Michelle's take on it. Okay. So this is kind of where I fall with the whole thing. Um, and what does science say? So not just about the virus, but what does science say about our thinking during this time? And how can you change your thinking to make sure you're getting the positive results from this? And I'll share a few options or tips for you that are very simple that you can kind of add into what you're already doing. And of course, I'm going to submit a challenge to you, right? So you might want to get some pen and paper, um, jot down a couple ideas. And it won't be too much. You could probably have just a post-it note and, and that'll be enough. Um, but I'm going to share with you what's happening in your brain right now, how you can change that and how you can make the most out of this opportunity. Enjoy. All right, let's get right into it. So I will give you a bit of an update because many of you who are regular listeners, you've noticed I was out of commission for a few days. I haven't posted anything. Well, um, I was diagnosed with influenza B about five days ago. Um, I'm feeling great now. It took uh, quite a lot out of me. And I will tell you that for the first three days or so, I didn't even think about the podcast. Um, and then after that, it was, I really want to, however, um, you know, you just need to be able to understand me when I speak, right? <laughs> so anyway, I'm re fully recovered and back to whatever normal is, right? And it, it's just in time for this quarantine or social distancing, right? Um, my children now have three weeks off of school because of the COVID-19 um, slash uh, coronavirus that's going around. So there's a lot of feelings that are happening here in my home, um, definitely all over social media, um, and also in my community. So let me just share a few things that I've noticed. So there's a lot of disappointment, okay? Because when you're when you're in this um, social distancing realm, you know there's going to be events and and things that you're going to miss. I especially feel compassionate for those. Um, high school seniors here in the United States, when this is the time of year where many things are happening that are like the final things, right, that they're missing out on. So, um, of course, there's lots of disappointment about that. There's events and things. I mean, I have eight events just in the next couple of weeks that were canceled outright that, quite frankly, make a good majority of my money, <laughs> right, for the year. So, um, it's a little disappointing. Uh, also, lots of fear right? Fear that, you know, what happens if I'm going to get sick, right? Which thankfully, we've got a lot of, um, I guess, history now, based on other people around the world, when they've gotten sick, what might or, or might not occur, right? Of course, you don't know unless you get sick. But there's fear about that, right? There's fear about supplies, what's going to happen if, you know, they tell us that we have to stay in our home, and we can't leave, and I don't have enough right? There's a lot of worry. Um, for example, many people I know have basically lost their job for at least the next three weeks. They have no idea how much longer, right? Um, worry about loved ones. How are my loved ones doing? You know, uh, several dear friends of mine have um, 
parents and grandparents that are in nursing homes right now. And they're just so worried about their, their loved ones because they can't get in to see them. Right. And of course, you know, the strange phenomenon that has happened with toilet paper and many other necessities as well, you know, just the fear that there's not going to be enough um, and that you want to be in charge of your own life. Right. <laughs> you don't want to rely on somebody outside of your home to bring you necessities. And then there's this, this idea of common sense, which, quite frankly, you would think is sense, but it's not. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, and it's not very common. And if it is common, it's not sense. So if you get common, it's probably not sensible. And if you get sense, it's probably not common. Okay, it doesn't actually exist. I personally don't want to think like the common because if you go on social media, you're going to find all kinds of craziness happening right now. And then of course, there's judgment. <laughs> so I, um, at this time uh, of the year, typically, um, there are many that suffer with the same with me that have allergies, um, in this neck of the, the woods in the world, we're ha coming up on allergy season. And so you go to the store and you, you cough once or you sneeze. And of course, everybody is judging you when in reality, you're like, man, it's just my allergies, right? Or heaven forbid, you say something on Facebook that somebody doesn't agree with, Right. So there's a lot of feelings kind of flowing out there It's in, in their emotions. And remember, we've talked about before that they're energy in motion. So I'm not here to tell you how to feel. You can feel whatever you want to feel and whatever you choose to feel. And I'm not here to tell you what to think. I will never tell you what to think. But we do focus on thinking here, don't we? I mean, it's called change your thinking, change your life. So we focus on thinking. So what you think you get. Okay. What you think about you get. So one of my mentors, Bruce Lipton, he's written the book biology of belief. So if you find yourself with a lot of downtime with nothing to do, and you want to delve into some, some book that's, it is very sciencey, um, but you can understand it. He does a great job of explaining, um, well, I won't use the science terms for it. Basically he talks about how worry, right. And it can be worry about anything, Worry creates stress hormones in your body. Okay. So you think about any of those things I listed out earlier, right? You worry about money, you worry about your loved one, worry about getting sick. So you worry about those things and you're, you're telling your mind is telling your brain to tell your body, create stress hormones. And then out of that, what happens anytime our body senses these stress hormones, um, it could be, you know, during times of worry, or it could be, um, you know, you, you just fell off your bike and you, you broke your leg, or it can be something like, God forbid, you should get robbed, right? Any time of, of high stress and trauma, your body um, basically tells everything to either turn on or turn off. Some of the things that are turned off in your body during these times are your digestion system, your digestive system, I should say, um, your reproduction system and your immune system. So if you're fighting, you know, a robber, there's no need for your body to digest the meal that you just had. You don't need to go and make a baby and you definitely don't need to fight germs because you have something else in front of you that you're fighting. Okay. So your, your mind, uh, your brain does not actually understand the difference between something that is real 
and something that is imagined. So when you're worrying, while that thing you're worrying about is not necessarily real, your brain doesn't know that. So it will react in the same way. Okay. Now quantum physics tells us something very similar. It says when you worry that you create energy. Okay. Because ideas, emotion, we've talked about that, how it's just energy. You create energy. And what happens is that you actually attract things that are at that same level of energy. I'm not going to go into a great detail of that, but they've done some experiments where they've actually showed um, particles that are in one laboratory hundreds of miles away from another laboratory. And basically what, what has happened is that the researchers in the lab hundreds of miles away were able to think about that particle and that particle all of a sudden showed up in this other place. I'm not kidding you. Th these kinds of experiments are happening all over the place. Okay. The reason why I share that with you is because the theory behind that is when you worry, you create a certain energy and you basically attract the thing that you're worrying about. Now, this is quintessentially the definition of self-fulfilled prophecy. When you speak it, it comes to life. Okay? So it's really, really important that you be careful of your thoughts right now during this time. And be careful of the things that you are putting into your mind. Don't sit and stare at the news forever and all day. Don't be on social media all day right? When you're having conversations with people, you want to make it a uh, positive kind of moving forward, right? So what do you do instead? So there's a couple things that I came up with at the top of uh, my head when I was thinking about this. So the first one is just focusing on gratitude. We talk a lot about how gratitude is an anchor in any storm. It keeps you level. It keeps you grounded. It gives you this sense of peace. It's a much more loving kind of emotion than um, worry or fear, right? So while you're washing your hands very well, um, for at least 20 seconds at a time, you can focus on the things that you're grateful for. And one thing I've told my kids is that as you're washing your, your hands, I want you to tell your body and specifically speak to your immune system. Thank you. So say, thank you, body, that you know how to take care of me. Thank you, immune system, that you are strong right? Now it sounds kind of hokey, but think about what I just told you about science and quantum physics, right? What do you want right now? You want a healthy body and a strong immune system. So speak it out. So while you're washing your hands, have gratitude for that. Okay. The next thing we talk all the time about this idea of um, transmutation or transforming something, right? All right. So you can't go to an event. Um, this season in my life typically tends to be a lot of conferences, a lot of trainings, right? And some of them are really, really cool. And I just wanted to go, right? Um, can't go to the event. What can you do instead? Okay. So for example, many people that I I'm working with, they're, they're hosting some sort of virtual, um, either it be an event or, uh, it could be just a one-off or, or several days, something that they can give back to people who had said, Hey, I was coming. Um, they're doing something so that they can transform this disappointing thing that happened into something that what can we do while, while we're waiting during this crisis. Okay. So what can you do instead? 
Another thing. All right. Let's say you don't have enough of something. Okay. Give away stuff that you have enough of. Okay. So for example, a lot of my teacher friends, um, some of them are kind of stuck in a, a hard place because now they're teaching school from home using digital devices. Uh, our school has, has decided not to, to do that. Um, basically they've given the kids a break. However, there are, are some, um, like my fifth grader, she has a very large packet of homework to be doing every day. Um, and you better believe it. We're going to be doing things like reading, right? Getting outside, uh, maybe reading outside on the deck, something like that. Um, but so a lot of my teacher friends, they have extra time, right? They might not have money. <laughs> they might really want that money because now they're not getting paid. So you need money, but you have time. Can you start giving your time to serve your community? So one of the first things I saw was a lot of people popping up and saying, Hey, I'm a teacher. I'm off. Um, if you need childcare, let me know. I would love to do this. Um, that's a great way to, to use your time, help your community and bring some money in. Right. Uh, many of the communities around us, one of the things that the schools are doing is they're delivering meals. So there's a lot of community members who are, do um, donating their time to help in that process. Right. So what can you do instead? So for example, my kids, um, they're, they're using their technology to stay in touch with family and friends, right? Friends, especially, but family in particular. Um, unfortunately for us, we live very close to our, um, our grandparents. However, we've had influenza B myself, my, my son, the two girls came down with a fever today, you know, there's just crud. And so it, it's might be quite a bit before we can actually go and see them. Okay. So it's important to have them stay connected. So instead of saying, um, you know, so much about how I'm so disappointed, I can't go see grandma today. Talk about how much you can connect online and grandma, you know, big shout out to her. She's been bringing us some stuff and kind of leaving it outside on the deck for us. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Okay. So what will you do with the blessings that this COVID-19 are offering you. Okay. That's really what I'm asking you to think about. What will you do with the blessings that are coming your way? All right. You might not get the things that you want, right? You have feelings of that. We just, um, talked about at the beginning, but what could you do with your time? What could you do with your money? How can you serve your community? Look at this as a time of blessing and you know what will happen? It will be just that. Okay. So there's a couple things that I, I'm going to ask you to do. First of all, if you would do me a favor and on your social media, could you just put out an encouraging post? I don't care what part of the world you're in. I don't care, you know, what the post says, but could you just go and, and put out a post that's something positive? Would you just do that for me today? Let, let's flood social media with a positive energy. And if you have extra money, would you consider giving some of your money to somebody in need? Okay. So maybe when you're on social media and you come across somebody who's, you know, saying, yeah, I'm struggling a little bit, maybe reach out to them. Right. Or maybe, you know, you, you, um, have a neighbor and you're going to go to the grocery store and you know, your neighbor can't get out. Maybe you can get a couple groceries and, and give it to them. Okay. Um, I, we've been doing gift cards 
So I have a lot of gift cards. So I've actually sent in the mail, you know, here's some gift cards to you and you and you, because I know you could use them right now. Um, maybe have extra time. How could you make good use of your extra time? Okay. So rather than making this something that you have to endure, turn it into a blessing that you can be in charge of. Okay. This is an opportunity in the disguise of a virus. Look at it as a gift and there's no way that it can hurt you. Okay. Try me on this. Thank you for joining us today. It's so good to be back. I, I realize how much energy I gain just from thinking about you all listening um, and coming up with some great material. I hope this was encouraging to you. If you need anything during this time, um, I know many of my friends are um, of the very people-loving um, variety, and, and this is going to be a little tougher on you being at home. So if you need somebody to chat with, let me know. Um, all my, my introverts out there, you're loving this. You're like, finally, the world sees me, right? I can stay home and I can just do my thing. But if you need anything either, you let me know, okay? So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.